I'm Christine Waters, Money Coach. I'm Madeline Irvine, Food Coach. And this is the Healthy Cash Cow, bringing health and wealth together. So today, Chris, we are looking at the story behind the story. Absolutely. So to understand how to move forward with wealth and health, um, first we need to understand where we are. And to understand that, we need to understand how we got here, which is the story behind the story. That's right. So how do we know we have a money story that might need rewriting? Well, I used to get anxiety mm. when I had money. <laughs> I know, weird, right? It was, I did think it was weird because I was like, we would have money and I'd have anxiety and then things would happen and, you know, you've got bills and unforeseen mm. and we'd lose money and I'd be okay. I'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and I realised that maybe I have a money story that possibly needs to be rewritten. Mm. And that's where I started looking into the why behind money, etc., to learn to understand a little bit more as to why I had this mm. phobia of having money. So, so where did that question land you then? <laughs> that question landed me looking into my past, mm. looking at where the money story came from or why I actually – I didn't know it was a money story. I just knew it wasn't right that mm. you get money. And, I mean, I talk about lots of money. It wasn't even just a little bit. It would be like, oh, wow, I've got heaps of money. And then, oh, my gosh, I'd live in anxiety. Mm. Um, and I had to figure out why because I think when you have that type of thing, you can self-sabotage. So I looked back into the past and realised that I grew up with – an awesome entrepreneurial father mm. which potentially had a similar money story because he would get lots and lots of money with these amazing ideas. It was a bit of a wild ride and then he'd lose it. Mm. And then all of a sudden we'd have money again and then we'd lose it and it was an absolute emotional roller coaster of the highs and lows and fear of – I think he even had it, fear of when he had money as well. So – I had to go right back and start to rewrite that story and make some changes to start to get on a path which was a little bit more healthy. So then how can you tell if something in your money story needs rewriting? Okay, so there's a, there's a lot of truths and lies that we live with and mm. I think it's your reaction to money that shows yeah. you where you're at. So around money, you will have emotions, mm. anxiety, guilt, stress, excitement, happiness, joy. Yeah. Like there's a few. If, for instance, you're saying to somebody or, or they're saying to you, I've had success in my life and I've got money, you'll know that there's trigger in you that will go, I don't like that they've got money or it's created anxiety in you. or So if it's like a negative emotion yeah. somewhere and something's triggered there. Yes, it's if it's a time. negative emotion for a positive a yeah. positive, react, positive sort of comment or a positive situation and you're getting a negative emotion towards it, I would say you need to have a bit of a look at your it's money like where story. is this coming from? Yeah. Yeah, And it usually starts with your childhood and how you were raised and how the family dealt with money. Mm. Did they deal with it with joy? Were they anxious? Did they have money? Are we living pay to pay? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so what would you say about um, 
the hurdles that we can encounter when we look at that our story so you know like making making a change or rewriting something you know if we hit a hurdle you know like shame denial you know we avoid looking at things because mm. it freaks mm. us out we feel like we're failing like mm. say we we under we sort of unearth a trigger and we mm. go oh maybe there's something in that maybe this whole story thing has something to do with it but then we kind of hit these hurdles where we we might not be able to or not want to look at it like what do we do if we encounter those types of hurdles in the process of going okay maybe there's something in my story mm. well that most people do get to that and I think it's the same with food and health mm. as well there's these amazing shame triggers yeah. I call them <laughs> I feel shame because I'm overweight I feel shame because I'm tired and unhealthy I feel shame because I'm in debt I feel shame because I've got no money. I feel shame because I can't afford this for my kids. I feel shame everywhere. There is no shame if you fluffed up till now. Mm. There's no shame if you haven't even looked at your money or your health, actually. Mm. There is no shame if you have never had the time, if you've been too busy. While there's still breath in your lungs, you still have the opportunity to change. Mm. So I think the first thing to do is to get that revelation of there, there is no shame in this. No one's here trying to make anyone feel bad. We all, we've all been there. The reason that I'm here, and I imagine you're the same, the reason you're here is because you have felt it and you want to help other people. Take the shame out of it and be careful who you hang with. It, it's kind of like um, when you talk about the the shame it's like that's something we feel ourselves yeah so it's almost like we're holding onto a tree and going oh no, I can't move because I'm stuck to the tree but if you just actually let go of the tree oh, you would you yeah. would move <laughs> and sometimes holding on to your past and holding on to that shame and that pain whether it's associated with wealth or health mm. is actually harder than letting go and starting to grow and move in the right direction yeah it's sort of hard because even though it but it's your comfort zone and it's kind of, if that's what we've known, yeah. then that's what we know. And it's comfy. Yeah. And I think, I think it's the same with the food story. Yeah. Um, people eat what they know. Like if, if you've grown up in a house where Cocoa Pops and Fruit Loops, <laughs> we're most probably not going to get sponsored by them now. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you think that's, if you've grown up and that is your good option for a breakfast, yeah. Um, then when you grow up, you move out. You go and do your shopping mm-hmm. um, and you go to the supermarket to buy food. You're most probably going to go to the cereal aisle mm-hmm. and buy those cereals. The same cereals you've eaten all your life yeah. and gone, this is breakfast. So um, it's a habit. It's learnt behavior. It's what we know. Um, but the reality is it's not a good <laughs> but do you option. think do you think the media has a lot to play with that? Yeah, I think uh, marketing and advertising definitely um, – have a huge part in that and that becomes part of our story and part of our mm. learnt sort of behaviour things because it's like this is this is a good option. Look at this packaging, it's telling me so. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily the case. So, you know, the reality is uh, most breakfast cereals aren't a good breakfast option. They're barely, <laughs> they're barely a good dessert option. Just take a <laughs> cup of sugar. Yeah. Yeah, breakfast cereals are really high in sugar, processed grains, and most people will feel brain fogged and tired and hungry yeah. really soon after they've eaten them. Mm. Um, you know, and so a lot of these cereals don't hit the bullseye of what 
breakfast is meant to do mm. you know you want a food that behind the scenes it's going to have a positive impact on your hormones your energy levels your brain function all of those things um but breakfast cereals uh maybe with the exception of oats <laughs> plain <laughs> <So> oats, porridge <laughs> which is you know great protein whatever um you know you know uh, none of them are going to give you anything positive yeah. even if the box tells you an iron man eats it <laughs> naming no names but i guarantee you no one who won an iron man ate that cereal on race day <laughs> no and you know and it comes back to they get paid money mm. to promote a product yeah that maybe they don't haven't done enough research into because there is so much media input into what we eat yeah and sometimes it's that just um adding some more information mm. to your story you have more to glean from when you're making decisions and even you know on a side note you know if you have children who can't concentrate or sit still don't feed them anything from the box cereal aisle it's it'll help everyone yeah yeah. um you know but you're not always going to hear that you know you're not going to have there's not going to be a safety warning Mm. on that box of sugar Mm. sort of glossed over as a cereal you know so what you're saying is if a box says healthy it doesn't necessarily mean healthy Exactly. So, you know, you really do need to turn it over and look at what's in it. So, um, but, you know, and when you look at rewriting your food story, um, a lot of it is kind of starts with your mindset around yep. food. And some of your mindset is based in the information you have, whether it's like you're talking about marketing and mm. what products are telling you mm. um, and sometimes it's that food story from when we're growing up what we've lived with what yeah. we know yeah um, and but a lot of the messages today the message that's seems to be singing very loudly in everyone's ear is that it's all about weight yeah, yeah. so you know people are counting calories not mm. not counting how much nutrition is in this they're looking at um weight and not health so you know it is learnt behavior but there's these ongoing messages that that if you're not anchored in a in a good mindset around food Mm. that it's about it's an energy source keeps you healthy it keeps you strong so you can do what you want to do um and you think about it in terms of nutrition and not calories then you can be if you're not set in that type of mindset, yeah. then all of these all of these messages around us um, can actually derail us mm. when it comes to health. So, do you think people have a similar money story from when from their childhood? Is that what you're saying? Like they, yeah, it, they they seem to parallel yeah. quite easily where where we have these messages and we have the story yeah. that that is kind of ingrained in us in childhood um what we know what's familiar mm. um you know those patterns of behavior that have been birthed out of mm. an unknowing place sometimes and it's and it's innocent most of it is is totally innocent. I mean, I I still remember the wheat bix ads from when I was a kid. <laughs> wheat bix, and even the the cereal bars and things like that. Mm. The thing is, in our culture, we are so into the quick and easy, mm. and it is like my kids have got. I've, for the moment, 
um, my kids have got packet stuff for yeah. recess and I've gone through a season where I've made everything and and they eat it but then they swap foods with their friends and things mm. like that. Do you know what I mean? But the reality is if you start, if at least if you start from home, like mine say, oh, I've got so much green stuff. I'm like, yeah, but as long as I'm getting some green into you every day, I'm feeling better. Mm. But the reality is so many of us are so busy that it's like those packets are so easy and yeah. we – and I sort of think, oh, I wish there was some packet stuff there. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. I'm just going to have to afford a chef. And, and I think, <laughs> I think it again, it parallels. It's that um, those those store that those kind of narratives that jump into our story, whether yeah. it's the finance story or the health story, mm. the food story, where it, it creeps in, where it's like, I don't have time, mm. you know, and that becomes like a huge driving factor in our story. And in the way we make decisions. Yeah. Or, you know, in the way we spend our money or think about money, these narratives come in and they start to affect how we make decisions. Mm. And sometimes we just need to look at the story and go, is this the story I want for me? Is this the story? Do I, this story, how it is currently, where it's going to lead to, is that what I want? Or do I need to change that story now so I get the ending? There's uh, C.S. Lewis um, said, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Absolutely. And I think it starts with awareness, yep. look, being able to look at stuff and then possibly looking at that, having a rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the same with money. It's rewriting mm. what's a little bit of untruth. Like, yeah. So what would you say for people who do want to look at changing their finance story what tips would you give them well first I look at the truth and lies of money Mm. the truth is money is okay yeah the truth is money is not evil it can dominate your life to the point where I wouldn't say becomes evil or probably does really but it can dominate so much that everything else is gone so therefore it's an imbalance Money is needed. We need it for ourselves and mm. we need it for to help others. People with money aren't always greedy. Some actually do have a revelation, but they're not always greedy. And you're not a failure if you don't have money. Mm. Like you're not a failure if you haven't looked at it. You just got on with your life. Yeah. The lies are, I can't do it. I don't need it. It's not my life. I don't know what to do. True. That is true. I don't know what to do. But it's also a lie because you can change that. It sort of sits in there. In I guess the it's that feeling like, um, do you mean the that I don't know what to do as in it's an absolute, like yeah. there's yes. no way I can yes. move from this place. Yes. Yeah. So that's where it's a lie. But to replace that with the truth is I don't know what to do, but there are people who do. Mm. I can't change. Change is a choice. Mm. That's harsh. There's no other way around that one. Change <laughs> is a choice. <laughs> you can change. But sometimes the awareness... <laughs> To knowing that you need a change yes, yes. might not be there. That's right. Being a little bit self-aware, it does help. But I, I assume anybody listening to this is slightly self-aware. So if yep. you, if, if I think with money, if the first tip is be honest where you are. Mm. Be honest about where you are and try and work out, mm, is this where I want to be? Do I want to be going pay to pay? Am I always in debt? Am I mm. always short on money? Do I spend when I shouldn't spend? Yeah. Like 
oh, I saw that. Oh, I'm going to buy it. No, wait. Do I put things on buy now, pay later, my pet hate? <laughs> <laughs> like, do, like what is my emotion around money? Like mm. as we talked before, do I get anxious when people talk about money? Do I stick my head in the sand? Yeah. Am I peaceful that other people have money but I've just got bad habits? Mm. Like I'm okay. My money story might be all right but my habits are not very good. Mm. And have a look at who you hang with. Mm. Are you hanging with people who are negative about money and negative about health and negative about life? Like, ah, we're the Aussie Ockers. <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> it's a lie that the pension will get you out of trouble, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and learn from someone who is where you want to go. Mm. We are in a culture of information. You're, you don't need to physically know your mentor. Mm. You can get a mentor from podcast, books, YouTube. Most of the people I learned about money were that mentor. We mm. d- we have had old, awesome people in our life who have like propelled us, but most of the time, be careful what goes in your mind and who you're hanging with. Mm. That affects every area of your life. Yeah. So, Madeline, do you have some tips <laughs> since you threw me into it? <laughs> have you got some tips? What tips, really? Because there's a, there's a health story behind all of us. And we all, anybody who is taking the time to listen to anything like this is wanting to move mm. forward. And they're wanting to have better health and better wealth. Mm. Where can people start? Yeah, I think, you know, when we're talking about the story behind the story um, and that gaining that self-awareness, you know, Mm. looking at things. I think first thing I'd say is ask questions, get self-aware. So um, why am I eating this? How do I feel before I eat it? How do I feel while I'm eating it? How do I feel after I'm eating it? But looking at those things is a good place to start. Why why am I eating this? How do I feel? Um, How does it make me feel? Um, And if your answers are sort of in a negative state driven place it's coming from then looking at mindsets and belief systems I think is a good place to start yeah um the second thing I would say is food awareness so knowing what goes in your mouth is a great place (laughs) to start so you might not even be looking at changing anything but Mm. just becoming more aware so for example you know I'm harping on about breakfast (laughs) so you know read what's what's in it so if if you are a cereal lover you know and you're like uh don't take my cereal from me (laughs) then that's fine but just start I'm not saying don't eat it I'm just start looking at what's in it so flick over to the side of the box and to the ingredients I would say if sugar is in the first three ingredients yes sometimes they will group um Mm. the the sort of like cereal part like the wheat the processed wheat or rice is it's passive aggressive there. It's processed. <laughs> <laughs> They'll group that together, but just know that yeah. that's the first ingredient. If if sugar is one of the f- first three ingredients, it's not suitable for breakfast. It's actually usually I, the cereal packets I've looked at. It's actually usually the first three yes, ingredients exactly. just packet just worded. Yeah, which is why I say it's in a more different... of a dessert <laughs> than a breakfast cereal. <laughs> so and also to note is you'll you'll see sugar wrapped in many different packages. Yeah. So golden syrup, rice syrup, molasses. There's mm. all these different words for sugar. Some cereals I've looked at have um, cereal number one and then sugar and then sugar and then sugar. <laughs> so you've got three different types of sugars named differently so definitely 
I would start by having an awareness of what's going in your mouth. Look at yeah. the packaging and just start to have an awareness. Oh, there's there's no food, there's no food in this. <laughs> it's it's all sugar. sugar. <laughs> there's numbers and some large long words that I'm not sure. But there's not a lot of actual food. <laughs> so it's just start. It's a good starting place to know. Yeah, you know, have an awareness. What and, is going in my mouth? And for the record, I know this. So don't feel bad on your journey but mm. because no. I know this and we still do the, do some cereals and things like that. Oh, it, and yeah. I know to have less sugar. But time, again, you mm. sort of go, oh, so what I've tried to do is just find different packaging. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids are usually, eh, yeah, that's not very nice, <laughs> I'll have toast. <laughs> but... Or they, or they, as they get older, or you, if you limit your choices in the cupboard as well. Mm. Sorry, I've hijacked you. <laughs> no, it's but just yeah, something definitely. I've done. And then people, we might get an egg out or something like mm. that, which is the same amount of time. Yeah, and I think somewhere along the line, um, obviously I'm just highlighting an issue here. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what should we eat instead? So yes, we'll look we'll at that at some that. point. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. Well, it looks like... We need to be looking at our stories for our health and our money. Mm. We need to work out where we are, yep. where we need to go. Like if you're putting stuff in your mouth and how it feels, if you're spending money and after you've spent it, you get that same feeling of, mm. I shouldn't have spent that, you'd know you need to have a look at it. And I think ultimately, does something need to be rewritten in your story? Mm. Whether it's food, whether it's money, we can just do a little tweaking and a little rewriting, which we're going to address in future episodes of how and get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're food wise, um, I mean, there's most probably a financial parallel to this. <laughs> Usually. Um, that's why you, it works so well. <laughs> yeah. If you are sick and tired and sick of being sick and tired, mm. then, um, or if you're, you're consumed by a weight driven story. Yeah. Or, you know, then it might be time to look at that food story. Yeah. And there's possibly room for for a rewrite somewhere along the line that it's sort of, you know, yeah, yep. a bit more positive. Time to start rewriting. Yes. And I can promise you, whichever path you take, rewriting the story in a positive way actually ultimately becomes easier. Mm. And ultimately, the end game will be heaps better because you'll be healthier and wealthier. Yes. I think there's a quote on our bathroom window. It says, um, the easy path gets harder and the yeah. hard path gets yeah. easier. And that is so, that is an awesome quote. Mm. I don't know, put that one on mine. <laughs> yeah. Head to christinemwaters.com or madfoodstore.com to check out the blogs based on today's podcast if you want to dive a little deeper. Or you can click on the links for the blogs in the podcast notes and you can also find us at the Healthy Cash Cow Facebook group. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. The Healthy Cash Cow.